Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters, and we're two pastors, one podcast. On each episode, we'll be answering one of your questions about God, the Bible, faith, and life. We're so excited you're joining us. Good morning. Good morning. I'm Michelle. And I'm Eric. And we're here with our final psalm of the summer. Yeah, just about the final psalm of the book, too. That's true. We'll get to that in a minute. But um, first, we always like to do a little recap. Mm -hmm. We had a special day yesterday at church. We did. It was a great day. So we had a visit from the Houston Oromo Evangelical Lutheran Church. Uh, And that is the the Oromo is one of the, the people groups, one of the ethnic groups in Ethiopia. So this is the Ethiopian Lutheran Church down in Houston. It's a church that uh, St. John Lutheran and Bernie has supported for years and years as a mission church, and they recently purchased some property to build a building, and so they wanted to come up and, and, uh, and say thanks, and it was just a great, great visit. And cook us a meal. And cook us they a meal. They made us an Ethiopian lunch, which is amazing. Oh my gosh, it was great. And I think we had like lentils and some kind of weird kale yeah. and collard greens uh, and, and chicken. chicken type stew and this uh sort of a flatbread called teff i have no idea yeah, what teff is right oh uh, but man it was some good flatbread. yeah you wrapped it, it all was like up a in pancake that. and stuff yeah. yeah and they even roasted coffee right there in the yeah. uh, right there in the family life center yeah. which i thought was really cool yeah. yeah and the women were all in their like ethnic garb mm-hmm. so it looked really cool just to see what they wear and stuff it probably had what 30 people come down uh, yeah, from we, their had, church? we had about 30 people from their church come over from Houston to visit. And then at the um, event itself, at the, the dinner itself, I think we had about 100 of our people. Oh, so right. about 130, mm-hmm. 140 all told. Yeah. Know? No, it was a great event. I mean, the you know the goal of, it, of this was to continue to invest in and build that relationship that we've had with them. You know, those of us who are in leadership in the mission committee and council and so on, you know, we, we know about the Houston Aromo Church, but mm-hmm. the congregation at large probably has forgotten right. about it, you know? right. And so we wanted to uh, just to reinvest in that relationship. And it was right. it was great. It was yeah, great. and then their pastor gave a little greeting at mm-hmm. our church just to say thank you and, and during our services. Yeah. Or yeah. did he only do that during one service? He just did that yeah. at the 11 okay. o'clock service. However, he did, uh, he and two of his elders um, also um, were guests at Richard Wagner's uh, Sunday oh, school. Oh, right. They taught a Sunday mm-hmm. school class. Okay. Good. Yeah. Okay, well, that was fun. And so that now was a great event. We yeah. are having more rain. We've had a lot of rain this summer in Texas. It rained all night, I think. Yeah, yeah it's pouring kind of rain now. So we're going to get this in before we do our morning jog or walk or whatever yeah, we do. Yeah, our dog is about to blow up. No, he's here, fine. So, he's yeah. fine. He's asleep now. So, anyways, but today's psalm is 149. Mm-hmm. It is the last psalm of our six for the summer. And we did not. We are not working this week on memorizing the whole thing. We are only working on four through six, so we get a little bit of a break and that kind of hard stuff. But um, it's a great song of praise. So, do it you want to song. read it? Sure. This is Psalm one forty nine in the ESV version, mm-hmm. and it goes like this: Praise the Lord, and of course, the word for that is Hallelujah, right? Right. Hallelujah. hallelujah. So, okay. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. His praise to the assembly of the godly. Let Israel be glad in his maker. Let the children of Zion rejoice in their king. Let them praise his name with dancing, making melody to him with tambourine and lyre. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He adorns the humble with salvation. Let the godly exult in glory and let them sing for joy on their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their throats and a two-edged sword in their hands to execute vengeance on the nations and punishments on the peoples, 
to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute upon them the judgment written, for this is the honor for all of his godly ones. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you put your own little things mm-hmm. in there. Hallelujah. Yes. Well, that's what it means. It's the word. Right. Okay, it's the word. Right. It's kind of like how you talked about yesterday. Well, it's different, but the yeah, yeah, the Aramaic that stays in a few places Do in the Bible. Do you remember the word? This word? No, the, the word I was talking about. Yes, I know the word, but I don't know if I can say it. Well, can you spell it? Yeah, it's no. like E-P-H-P-H-P-H. Ephrathah, <laughs> yeah. no. is that right? Ephrathah. Yeah, yeah, it's a great word. Okay, yes. Anyways, this is different. I'm sorry. That's mm-hmm. not at all the same, but for hallelujah, because that's a translation, and the other one is retains the Aramaic. But um, this is one of those songs of praise. We have a lot of them. We haven't looked at really any of them. We've done, you know... A a lament Mm -hmm. we've done kind of a wisdom wisdom psalm i don't even know a song yeah i don't even remember now but we've this is our first like true um praise psalm and there's Mm -hmm. many of them psalm 150 of course being one of the most famous so the 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 psalter which is a collection of psalms kind of ends with a bunch of uh, Mm -hmm. what are called hallelujah psalms yeah because they all begin hallelujah praise the lord right and so these are uh, these are where a lot of the praise songs, praise psalms come from, and hence where a lot of the praise songs come from. Modern praise songs, you uh, mean? Yeah, modern praise songs, yeah. and even you know some some of the older hymns that okay. people know well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I, I remember there was a, a contemporary praise tune, probably from the late '80s or early '90s. You know, let the high praises of God be in their throats and a two-edged sword in their hands. That's actually why I I love that song. Yeah, I don't. My class didn't know it though. I was like telling it to them. I love those verses. Mm-hmm. You know, let the, yes, um, this says, let the godly exult in glory, but that song says, what does it say? Oh, let the saints be joyful in glory. Mm-hmm. Let them sing aloud on their beds. Yeah. Let the high praise of God be in their mouths and a two-edged sword in their hands. Mm-hmm. It's powerful. It is powerful, yeah. But of... let's start at the beginning. Okay. Before we get to the two-edged sword, because that's kind of a little troubling as well. But at the beginning, we've just got praising with songs and a new song and with instruments and with music, mm-hmm. all the stuff that... You know, as Lutherans, we're not known for our high praise of God in the sanctuary, well, are know, we? Well, not since about the 1700s. And so we've <laughs> had, you know, Luther was the one who really brought singing back to the congregation. And so in Luther's day, singing had been removed from the congregation and given over to the professionals. Okay. Uh, and so it was, the music was beautiful, I mean, absolutely beautiful, but it was something that you came to listen to, not to participate in. Mm. And Luther really brought it back to the congregation. So the way he did that was by writing many hymns and often writing the music for the hymns, uh, the two most famous of which would be uh, Lord, Keep Us Steadfast in Your Word, and then A Mighty Fortress is Your God. Right. Right. Uh, And then after Luther, the years after Luther, there was kind of an explosion of what's called Lutheran hymnody or Mm -hmm. collections of hymns, uh, many of which we still sing today, even though they're almost 450, 500 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, So, for example, uh, O Sacred Head Now Wounded. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, and then, of course, Bach, uh, J- Johann Sebastian Bach was was a Lutheran. I mean, I mean that's uh, <laughs> absolutely incredible music there. Right? right. But really, you know, I mean, to, to be honest, I mean, since the days of Bach, yes, Luther- Lutherans have not been known for their praise music. Right. So right, or just for kind of like this is all about dancing before him, and you know. Well, yeah, and it's, I've always been troubled by that because okay. you know Jesus. Uh, Jesus lived in a Middle Eastern culture, and of right. course, the Jews were a Middle Eastern culture, which is very demonstrative and very dancing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Northern Europeans just don't do that. Not so, so much, no. No, no. And right. so I've, I've always wondered, like, will I just be really awkward in heaven, just mm. kind of sitting on the side well, of the you, wallflower? Well, you, you, know? yeah. <laughs> you kind of do your thing. 
Yeah, I can. Get your arms lifted up and whatnot. But yes, you're not. We're not known as holy rollers, for sure. No, no. And you know, we're we're lucky if we can even find the beat. You know. Okay. Yeah. Yes. But anyways, what about music? I mean, you you kind of came to the faith in some part by music. Yeah, yeah. And so the psalm begins. You know, sing to the Lord a new song, right? And uh, and yeah, that's one of the ways I came to faith was through music. Mm -hmm. Um, I was a, a singer all throughout high school and college and into grad school. And most choral music is sacred. It's it's all religious music. And there was something about the music that was just beautiful. You know, I'd sing these pieces, and sometimes they'd bring me to tears. I remember mm-hmm. being brought to tears uh, by uh, by Mozart's Requiem, for mm-hmm. example, and thinking to myself, well, what is it about this Jesus that would motivate Mozart to write music so incredibly powerful that here I am 300 years later right. and I can still be moved by it? And so that's one of the ways that, you know, God really worked on my heart to chip away at it and soften it up uh to take out the heart of stone and give me heart of flesh mm. was was through music mm-hmm. that's awesome thanks yes and so we are to like you said there was inspiration god's grace inspired all this mm-hmm. stuff and so god's grace to us should inspire us singing a new song praising him being glad right being joyful yeah. this this um this psalm is all about being joyful yeah it's a wonderful thing, you know. Uh, let us be glad. Let, let us uh, praise His name with dancing, with with melody and lyre and tambourine, mm-hmm. and you know, it's it's a wonderful song. Uh, and then you know, to get back to worship, for example, uh, you know, you and I have come from from different churches. I remember when we were first up at First Lutheran in Fargo. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the first church we'd ever been at where people uh, weren't clasping their hands together below their belt, right? You know, kind of in front of them. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And like, you know, people actually had their A little bit. Their, their I don't arms. remember. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I would say well, we had a, that praise service. Right. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like above your head. But oh, I mean, okay. it was you know, like, you the know, ceiling your, your was hands low for the Lutherans. Yeah. Your hands weren't holding on to each other for dear oh, life. Oh, okay. I got of, you. They were kind of raised up. Yes, I got you. Uh, and so it's that's something that you and I have learned uh, have learned to do is to participate, you know, with, uh, mm-hmm. uh, with, with arms uplifted, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps not, you know, very high, but arms uplifted in praise. Yeah. Um... And this idea that the joy of the Lord is our strength, right? We're talking about that a little bit Mm -hmm. in the homework. Like, what does that mean? What does it mean for us to be joyful and to have that be our strength in this world? What do you think? Oh, that's, boy, you put me right on the spot. (laughs) The joy of the Lord is our strength, Nehemiah 810 or something. I can sing a couple songs about it, but yeah. yeah, uh, It's It's winsome, I think. I think maybe it wins the culture more than if we get grumpy about the culture wars or what's going on. Nah, in the I don't world. know about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. No, I, I don't know. Honestly, that, that's one of those phrases in the Bible that I've always loved, but I don't really understand what mm-hmm, it means exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so, is it the, the joy of the Lord is our strength? Means that our that you know we are uh, that when we when we have nothing else to last on, we I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I've never really understood it. Mm-hmm. I have to really think about it. Yes, that's because yes. That's because you hate joy. No, you no, love I don't joy. Hate joy. Yes, you're a very joyful person. I always make fun of you on here. Mm. But no, I do think that's what it is. I mean, uh, Christians have a reputation sometimes of like kind of being like the buzzkill. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And so maybe this has something to do with the joy. You know, we're supposed to radiate Christ, we're supposed to begin to look like Jesus in the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he brought joy to the world, he brought salvation to the world. So maybe that's it. Yeah, yeah, could be. I don't really know. Okay. But we have stumped you. You have? Yeah. That's good. Well, let's stump you further by talking about this two-edged sword. Oh, yeah. This is a little troubling here. Let the high praises of God be in their throats and a two-edged sword in their hands. 
And then it goes on to say, to execute vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute on them the judgment written. This is honor for all the godly ones. Praise the Lord. Yeah, it's pretty odd. Yeah. You know, it's just pretty odd. And uh, as I was reading through today, I was reminded of uh, the inimitable words of Conan the Barbarian. Oh, Lord. Yes. So, so those of you who are... are uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger fans oh like me. Remember the great movie Conan the Barbarian from mm -hmm. the early 1980s? Well, there's this famous quote where, um, where Conan is sitting around, right, in all of his barbarian glory. He says, I'll try to do this with my Schwarzenegger voice. What is best in life? To crush your enemies, to see them driven before mm. you, to hear the lamentations of their women. And that kind of reminds <laughs> me of what's going on here. We have sunk to new levels yes, today. But yes. anyways, well, it is weird language. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. I've actually embarrassed you. Yeah. This is good. <laughs> it is weird language. And it's also like, who's doing the judging? Because in most places in scripture, it tells us that, you know, vengeance is the Lord's. Mm -hmm. And this seems to imply that the godly carry the sword yeah. and execute vengeance. Well, and there's no doubt about it. I mean, okay. I, I really wish I could interpret my way out of it. Okay. But yeah, you know, verse six, let the high praises of God be in their throats. Mm -hmm. So the, the people and two-edged swords in their hands. Uh, and then you, you you skip down to verse 9. For this is honor for all his godly ones. Yeah, true. And so it's the followers of God and the saints of God, the mm -hmm. believers who are doing mm -hmm. these things, who are you know, walking around with two-edged swords, lopping out vengeance left and right. So yeah, it's 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 disturbing. Well, do you think, it's, so does it have something to do with kind of Luther's doctrine of the, the kingdoms and stuff and, you know, the government, that God gave us mm -hmm. the government to... Um, preserve order and keep things lawful and stuff and that yeah. it's a gift yeah, in I mean, that it, sense I, I, that's there's a couple ways of looking at it okay. i mean you know one is to say um you know I, I guess a good way to not look at it would say this is not a call for jihad or sure, holy war absolutely so, not so and that that's always why we get so squeamish about it right mm -hmm. this is not a call for jihad or, hol or holy war to uh, you know go after the unbelievers with two-edged swords and high praises of god in our mouths right um but one way would be to, to say that, you know, God rules the world through the, the kingdom of the church, through his gospel, but also through the kingdom of the law, which is uh, justice. Mm -hmm. you know, that's the state executing justice. Okay. Uh, another would be if you can kind of let the scripture interpret scripture. So if you go back to Psalm 2, which is, mm. uh, you know, at the, the same place in the Psalter, only at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So Psalm 149 is the second to last, yeah, and Psalm is, 2 this. is the second to first. You okay. Know? Uh, so Psalm 2 talks about... Um, about the sun. It's the first time that, that the Son of God appears uh, in the Psalms. And, uh, and the, the Father says to his Son, um, The Lord said to me, You are my Son, today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your heritage, and the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron, and you shall dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Hmm. And so this idea is that God has, uh, even though people mock him, uh, God has a son who will one day execute justice, who will rule the nations uh, and judge the peoples. And then if you go to the last book of the Bible, which is Revelation, you see this image picked up again. So this is Revelation 19. This is the Battle of Armageddon, okay. so the, the last battle. And here's how uh, it talks about Jesus. Uh, so this is Revelation 19, verse 14. And the armies of heaven arrayed in fine linen, white and pure, were following him, that is Jesus, mm -hmm. on white horses. From his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of okay. iron. So again, it's picking up that Psalm 2 right. language. He will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God the Almighty. 
And then it goes on to talks about how he overthrows the, the false beasts. And then verse uh, 21, and the rest, so after the, the false beasts and the prophet and whatnot were slain, verse 21, and the rest were slain by the sword that came from the mouth of him who was sitting on the horse. So in other words, it's hmm. the, the only person at the battle of, uh, at the last battle, at the battle of Armageddon, uh, Jesus is leading the armies of heaven, but the only one who actually wields a sword is Jesus. Okay. So the, so the rest were slain by the sword that came from his mouth. Okay. Uh, so I think that's a, a good corrective for us, that mm-hmm. even though Psalm 41 here clearly... 149. From mm-hmm. Psalm 149. Mm-hmm. Clearly uh, says that the, the two-edged sword is in the hands of the followers, right. of the unbelievers, to execute God's justice. Uh, when you go to Psalm 2, and then you go to Revelation 19, uh, that sword is being wielded by Jesus, okay. who is the judge, and he can judge us because he died for us. Right. Okay, so that's a way of using scripture to interpret scripture. Yeah. And then also we could interpret that maybe as, you know, the sword of the spirit too, couldn't we, as Christians oh, yeah, with the sure. spirit? And that we, you know, God does tell us that it's part of our the armor of God is Ooh, his word yeah. is the sword of the spirit. And so maybe that's how we are to execute vengeance or, you know, or just to, to be in the world. Yeah. Yeah, because I think it's Hebrew talks about how the, the word of God is sharper than any two edged sword. Yes, it is. Four twelve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so that 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 would make a lot a lot of sense right there. Okay, so, so it's not a uh, not a physical sword, but it's a spiritual sword that we we go and we preach, mm-hmm. we preach the good news of Jesus, Amen. which cuts people to the heart. We cuts hope people to the heart, and then draws them into the kingdom. Yeah. Well, and actually, that's a good point to just say that we can do that with the Old Testament quite a bit. Quite a bit. There's quite often, I should say, there's mm-hmm. you know a physical sign in the old testament that's replaced by a spiritual mm-hmm. sign in the new right yeah that's called a typology which there is what go. i wrote my doctoral ministry on yes yeah, yeah. it is yeah. and we have a child up and making eggs in the kitchen if you hear a lot of yeah, our nine-year-old I, is making something very interesting yeah, I, think. I think he's managed to clang just about every single <laughs> pot together at least he's cooking for himself yeah. right that's pretty good yeah, so I think what we'll have to do here is we'll have to hold a screening of Conan the Barbarian now. Oh, I don't yeah. think so. I, no. I don't think I ever saw that movie, and I don't really think I want well, to. Now's your chance, on it's a rainy okay. day. It's a rainy day. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Well, I, I tell you, I've really enjoyed this series about the Psalms. Uh, I've, I've always, always loved the Psalms. I think I mentioned when we first started this series that when I first came to faith, someone said to me that the, the Psalms were the, the hymn books of, of Jesus and the Apostles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so almost from day one of being a Christian, I've read through the Psalms and I just absolutely love them. Yeah, so. it has been good. And thank you for your feedback. I know um, y'all have liked this series as well. So we look forward to what will come next. I don't know what it's going to be. We got some ideas. We're we talking do have some it ideas. Through. Yeah, it's, it's been kind yeah. of a busy couple of weeks here. Oh, and I haven't seen a lot of each other. So we need to yes. get our, our ducks in a row. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So we will come up with what is happening next. Thanks for being with us through the Psalms. And if you were memorizing, good for you. Um, and we hope that that stays in your heart forever. I'll be back. Mm, goodbye.